first thing that we heard. But I guess it wasn't because eh. I just hear the chime now. Yeah. Well, it usually catches like 30 seconds. Oh, not 30 seconds. Jeez. Wow. How I'm drunk are you? First beer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a, it's called a friend with two boats. Uh-oh. It is a uh, passion fruit, orange juice, and coconut ale from Pipeworks in Chicago, courtesy of Bink. I'm having I the last of my Velvet Rush uh, founders, yeah. uh, big chocolate, vanilla, everything stout. Yeah, I like that good. one. I've, I still have, I've got one left that I'm giving to uh, actually my buddy Kyler. So I'm going to be hammered by the end of this one. I'm drinking a, a Pennsylvania Dutch birch beer. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's at least 13 or 14 percent. Um, so speaking of, uh, someone that drinks a lot, uh, R- uh, Richie threw out a fantastic idea in our text note earlier, and it's very timely too, um, considering this I man think, is returning to the ring. We're throwing, we're throwing a week is what we're doing. I think we're having a week. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So one Richard Morgan Fleer. Whatever. I, I think it's still pronounced Flair. Flair. I don't know. It's weird. It's spelled F L I E H R, and I don't know. Well, I think it's we all know him as, as Helicopter Dick. Helicopter Dick Flair. Yeah, if you've ever listened to any other podcasts or watched any documentaries, particularly ones that weren't produced by the WWE, um, yeah, that's that's always a story on, on those things. Yeah. Uh, um, did either of you guys see? the uh, dark side of the ring the airplane the plane ride from hell episode. yes yes it did and i was extremely um extremely surprised by that episode because you know you'd always heard the stories and everything and they always played it up for laughs and i never really realized until i saw that episode exactly how fucked up it was and how bad things were on that flight and it's crazy that that episode itself had some backlash with wrestlers like tommy dreamer and there were others that had gave their accounts and they they basically had i'd say you know forced to step away from what they were doing but there were some pretty heavy apologies they had to give and you know it came out after that the comments that they made may have been edited a bit so um, it was, I hate to say this cause I'm a really big fan of the series, but it almost looked like some of the stuff was made to look worse than it was, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think we, we live in a sensationalized world so that you actually want to you know, put eyeballs on the screen, but, um, however, it was involving Ric Flair. So <laughs> everything is pretty believable. It was yeah. the fact that the, the way that they were romanticizing things that obviously should never have been, you know, right. The harassment and whatever so he so i mean rick flair obviously a huge 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 part of the wrestling landscape for the the 80s and 90s um into the 2000s and and he's been on wwe tv now for the better part of his career um between coming over to the wwe in the 90s and then you know coming over once the acquisition happened and everything so he a lot of people don't know his wild side that 
was Ric Flair in the eighties, in the seventies, even honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, all that. I was going to say we can dive into just um uh and again just kind of working off of uh, Wikipedia here, but and kind of my own personal knowledge. Um, but we'll uh, yeah, I, I figure let's uh let's kind of run down uh just kind of Ric Flair's history um a little bit, and Ooh. then this kind of could lead into yeah, exactly that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ric Flair, uh, yeah, Bob, you mentioned he started wrestling in the 70s, um, wrestled for the uh, AWA, um, in the early 70s. I, I assume it was a Vern Gagne territory then. I, I don't know. Either you guys familiar with that? I know Vern ran it in the 80s, I don't know if he ran it in the 70s or not. Um, All I know is Ric Flair was old when we were kids, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, Bob, you mentioned this. Flair came to the WWE, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure you guys know this. Um, but Royal Rumble '92. Um, I always think with Flair is probably my all-time favorite Royal Rumble. I don't know what your guys' opinion is on that, but um, I'm bringing that up because when Ric Flair was in that Rumble, I believe he was just shy of turning 43 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow! Think about that. We were all around Tanish or whatever, and he was just and and wrestling in, in these days, these terms. I'm not saying that like that's old. AJ Styles in his 40s, Edge is in his 40s. We've had these conversations before with these different wrestlers, but at the time, did you guys think if he made that WCW to WWF jump, then he did seem like kind of an old man then to right. me. Well, I mean, I can remember watching in, in 99, 2000, seeing a, a match between him and Hogan in WCW and thinking, holy shit, they both look like they both look like they're 70 years old. How are they letting them in the ring together and realizing, wait, they're not that old. <laughs> like they were old, you know, like they were approaching 50, if not 50 at that time. But like they looked terrible. Mm hmm. And Man. so to think about the guys that we have now that are wrestling, that are, that are around that same age now, it's like night and day. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it in the game, you, you said this, uh, Rich, when you uh, had uh, hopped off to fix your connection issues, the, um, uh, the, the, the drinking and the whatever else, you know, uh, obviously there's gotta be some kind of drugs there to herpes. Well, yeah, who knows with him? I, well, but, uh, in the, the 80s WWE or whatever, so I'm sure there's a lot of coke involved. Whole thing, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Every I think uh, Bruce Pritchard has talked about that plenty of times on his shows and stuff, like just the amount of cocaine that was done from practically everybody. The, the think about the toll that takes in your body. I mean, so there's a reason why those guys then looked a lot older than when other there was never. Never rips. I don't know if he did steroids like everyone else, but uh, there's no, things. I, yeah, yeah, he for him, I think it was just the drinking. And I think one thing we it's kind of we're going to kind of jump around his his things here, but um, uh, you guys, guys are very you guys are yeah you guys are familiar <laughs> with plane crash, right? Yeah, yeah, he was in a plane crash and survived. Yeah, and that happened in 1975. And one thing that I always like to look at in a Ric Flair match. Um, is look the way anything beyond 1975, look the way that he takes a back body drop. It is completely different than everyone else. And it all derives from that plane crash. 
um, because it severely screwed up his back. So if you ever watch the way he takes a back body drop, it's never flat. It's never like anyone else does. He always tries to land on his side. I don't know if you guys ever caught that or not. No, I've never, uh, never, never took notice of that. Yeah, go back and watch just any Ric Flair match. Um, and you know, and from our, and it's, it's just, it's weird. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that, like, anytime I've gone back and watch, rewatch matches or whatever, that's one thing that always catches my attention. And it's just now, it's like I can't stop seeing it because now I know that that's where that came from. Um, but the uh, let's kind of look at a little bit of more of his career stuff here. So, yeah, he uh, does some stuff here, um, AWA, and then uh, goes and you know does some other independent things. But then does a lot of stuff with uh, what they call Jim Cocker Promotions or getting into World Championship Wrestling. So I don't know. Do either of you guys remember just flicking through, finding some TBS Saturday nights and watching these Flair and whatever else on these things where it was like, yeah, this guy's pretty much the only thing they've got going outside of maybe like Sting or whoever at the time. Yeah. I mean, I was always growing up a, a WWF guy um, or kid, I guess really. Uh, but I would see, I'd see WCW every once in a while, especially when I was down visiting my, my aunt and uncle in Virginia beach. Cause my uncle, uh, Michael John was a, was a WCW guy. And, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the first wrestling figures I ever got was an Arn Anderson little uh, WCW guy. Um, but but I, I, I still remember seeing Flair, and even in Flair's heyday, being like, wow, man, that guy looks just kind of beat up. <laughs> like, Didn't look like the, the other wrestlers that were – he didn't look like he should be a superstar. No, no, not at all. And I, I think, you know, had I – you know, any of us been born 10, 20 years prior to when we were, I could see myself really digging into the whole flare, dusty roads, the flare, Ricky steamboat stuff. Just, if you think like we had in WWF as fans, then we're sitting there watching ultimate warrior, uh, Hogan, um, you know, uh, some of these other guys. And then on the WCW side, they had, these hour-long matches between Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. I think I would have been more drawn to that. And I say that thinking of how the product is now. You're more drawn to actual wrestling. So you want to see typically more of the guys that are on AEW. I, I mean, that I, th I just, in my head, that's kind of where I'd be at. I think I'd be more drawn to the actual wrestling. I don't know about you guys, but that's, in my head, that's what Flair did. He put on great matches with anybody. Right. Um, so it's because he wasn't, and maybe this is why he's still able to do it at 73. I forget how old he is. 73. Yep. But the fact that he's not so much a wrestler as he is a, he uses a Jericho. So he's a sports entertainer. He's all theatrics. It's all, you know, the same five or six moves, but he makes them interesting over time. He, he does them. Even though he stole them all from Buddy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the name. Yeah, yep. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't have, I guess we can't have a conversation about Ric Flair without talking about a little bit of Buddy Rogers. I think there was a lot of Buddy Rogers, um, and there was quite a bit of, um, it was, was it Gorgeous George? Yeah. Am I mistaken in that? No, you're correct. 
Okay. Um, and I'm not talking about Gorgeous George from the WC the, the WCW days. Uh, different Gorgeous George from the 1960s, 70s. Um, but yeah, there's a lot he stole a lot from a lot of people, but he was the one that uh, he figured out the formula. And I think right. he figured it out really quick. And that's that's also goes back to how old he is because he was able to well, this is what he just making assumptions while drunk, but he was able to do that because it wasn't it was before Vince McMahon took everything and televised it. So you had all your little things. So, well, we don't know this guy's doing it over here, so we can have this guy doing it over here. Right. Your right. territories. He could be the, the nature boy in this territory. Buddy Rogers could be the nature boy in this territory. And then if somebody else wants it, they could go do it in, you know, Canada. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's what his big draw was, too, uh, then. Um, really, like you said, before the – the, the major televised stuff went uh, went down the road in the future um, was that he could be that guy and be that heel that lights up the territory and then maybe grabs her title and then holds it for two, three, four months until he comes back around because there's no one else to go after him. Um, but I think that the territory days is what led him into, to me, his greatest opponent being Dusty Rhodes. Um, I don't know. I'm sure that's up for debate, but what do you guys think? Flair's greatest opponent of all time. No, it's gotta be dusty. And I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm partial because Dusty's probably my all time favorite. So, but I mean, cause it's not going to be sting. It's not going to be Hogan. And you think about the other guys really that, that he wrestled, there were good wrestlers, but Dusty is generational. And, you know, he's kind of, they broke the mold when they made Dusty. And you're never going to see another another wrestler like him. And I think Sorry, that man. that's, and they work together so well. Who did you say, Rich? I said, that's right, Daddy. <laughs> that's right, Daddy. <laughs> Listen here, Daddy. Let me tell you. Why don't you sit beside the, the learned tree? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw you how to do an hour long Broadway, baby. <laughs> um, but now I mentioned Ricky Steamboat too, and I and I think that's a thing. I would say Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair, as far as maybe actual wrestling matches, from what I've seen, probably better than than Flair and Dusty. Yeah. However, I, and I think Richie, you said this, Bob, you said this too. There's an entertainment perspective there with Flair and, and Dusty. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like, I, hmm? I was going to say, I remember Steamboat wrestling well. I remember liking Matt's, like, they wrestled, but I can't remember anything all about his character other than he was like an Asian guy. Like, he was a, a karate thing, theoretically. Right. And I think that's like all I remember. But uh, whenever you bring up like Dusty Rhodes, I can think of all of it. Well, not all, but I can. The character and stuff like that behind it, the 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 daddy thing. Like I can't think of any catchphrases that uh, Steamboat had. Yeah, and so. I and I think that's the thing. Like, and I I'll take some heat for this if anyone with any knowledge actually listens to this. But I liked Ricky Steamboat as a kid with breathing the fire and all that stuff. To me, that's a spectacle, right? That's really cool. Now, I can appreciate the man as a wrestler. I think he's one of the most technically sound wrestlers of all time. However, hate to say this, I'll put this on thing. 
the dude had the personality of a dead moth. I mean, just not a whole lot going there for right. me. I mean, beyond the, I don't know. I, I don't ever hear anyone talk about Ricky, Ricky Steamboat's mic work ever. Right. I talk, I hear about his in ring work, but never his mic work. Um, you know, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just, I think that's why Flair Dusty holds up better personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it comes back to if, if you want to look at it from that perspective, you know, from in the eighties and the seventies and eighties, it was always, he was one of the rare, you know, non-white, like, well, I don't want to say non-white, but non-American wrestlers that wasn't like a Canadian that was he, able to get over in New York, by the way. But I mean, like he looked, you know, by looks, he didn't yeah, yeah. look like, right. He wasn't the blonde hair, blue eye. Right. Because you're looking back then you have, I mean, even Yokozuna is the foreign menace. You know, they made, they made Yokozuna from Japan and didn't talk and whatever, you know, like, and all the, you have them as this these foreign menaces. Who uh, Nikolai was it? Nikolai Volkov or <laughs> exactly? They made the Russians that weren't from Russia, right? <laughs> and he legitimately changed his name and only spoke in Russian so that he wouldn't break kayfabe. And then finally, when he retired, what's that? What do you mean this guy's American? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, but that's what I mean. Like there, you know, there's so many. Where, where it was just the foreign menace and if anybody if you don't look like this you're not going to get over and so it's they gave him that gimmick and that was enough to to get him over and to not you know fall into that trap but it wasn't enough to propel him any further right right so um the uh one of the things i, I know we guess we, we're kind of jump around here uh and i think you've mentioned it richie about flair jump around wives <laughs> but um you know before, before we get out of that I was, I was looking at ricky steamboat uh he's kind of put in he's, he's five years younger than uh, rick flair uh but he's had one two three four he's also been married five times so uh ah, ooh. Yeah. all right i think we can uh, uh rick flair's now. one two I three four five rick flair's been married five times too so there there you go although although he separated from his last wife so uh He's got yeah, maybe got one. Yeah. So he's got one more in him. They'll be wheeling his. They'll be wheeling his his gurney. Jesus. By on a pole match. Oh, you know WCW would have definitely had that back in the oh, day. Oh yeah. No, they'd have had. They'd have he had a Judy Bagwell on Rick Flair too. I forget the. Did he? What that life swap was? Yeah. No, they, they'd have had a Judy Bagwell on Ric Flair's pole match. <laughs> I um, think that's I think that's our new uh, our new well, domain. He swapped with Roddy Piper on uh, Celebrity Wife Swap. Did he? Yes. Did he really? Huh. Oh yeah. Huh. I don't think I've ever seen Roddy's wife, but I know that Teal Piper's hot. Yeah, yeah, Roddy's, Roddy's daughter. I'd have to go back and find that because I watched the um, Flair wasn't in it, but you said Piper. I watched the uh, the Legends House stuff. I thought that was pretty yeah. fun. 
Um, yeah, I like Legends House. Yeah, and mainly because of Piper, but yeah, there's some good, good, good people in that. Um, but uh, the uh, thing, thing that you know, going in, in and out of Flair's career here, and uh, we haven't talked about this yet, um, and what honestly should have been his last stuff, and even then, to me, I think it came what five, ten years too late was his work with Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff to me, both those guys probably had no business being in the ring then. Um, Michael's in the different sense of, yeah, maybe age was a factor, but he was pretty beat up, um, in 2000, was it 2008, yeah. nine, was it eight? Was it, or was it later than that? No, it must've been, it had to have been 2008 because it's one of the last, that's one of the last major matches I remember watching because I took a little, like a little, not hiatus, but I kind of backed off watching for a little bit where I wasn't doing it, watching as much. Yeah, it was uh, it was two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, was, and wasn't like, a retirement match? It was supposed to retire Flair. Yeah, 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 and then he came back. He said, "I'm not going anywhere." No, he he ended up. Uh, so he, he retired, or supposed to have retired oh, in in two thousand eight. Yes. Um. The uh, the one thing though about that retirement match was that was the actual two thousand eight Pro Wrestling Illustrated Match of the Year um for what it's worth so and i would may may gain to say that that's most likely because of the uh you know the flair supposed to be his last match ever but it was a great match i think it's a good storytelling thing um but he uh he comes back and does appearances for uh, ring of honor tna actually wrestles in tna um and then you know has a long time back in the wwe um for almost 10 years um he uh becomes and does some different things never wrestles um you know gets involved from time to time um but you know just did, you know does he manage, uh, manage his daughter for a while yes and then has a kind of a creepy angle with lacey evans toward the end of the run there bob you, you remember that yeah he got yeah. her pregnant yeah, yeah. Did, did she give birth to a hand i Fucking really wish. wish yeah man that would have been the best. Or a foot. That's eventually they, they'll just just have all the ladies in WWE start giving birth to different body parts, and you can make a wrestler out of them. Uh, like a creative figure. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. And then we're um, jumping all over the place, but I just I had to look up his net worth, and on several sites, it's saying his net worth is only five hundred thousand. I don't doubt it. I mean, you think about it, how much Ric Flair doesn't strike me as the kind of person that socks money away. Nah, it doesn't seem like, especially with like five divorces. So if you're losing money from each of them, uh, I guess cocaine's uh, expensive. Well, it was expensive here and there. Yeah, See, if you probably just more rats, expensive, yeah. Well, the uh, and from what my, my knowledge is, and uh, I know, Richie, I know you, you we talked about this before, but the uh, that one WWE. Um, thing that ran on A&E where they go to the show where they try to find the collectibles. Um, the one where they try to find Ric Flair's robe, I believe that was the last episode of that series. Um, from what I know, a lot of those robes are they, they were either sold or they're definitely not in his hands. But I mean, they went for like 10, 20, 30, like to $50,000 a shot. Um, you know he sold that stuff for something. Oh yeah. For crack. You know. Or coke, I mean. 
and you know, and that's the thing that sucks. Like he probably had, and I know he did. He because especially then running independence and running whatever he did and territory stuff, he spent all that money on that stuff and then probably turned it over just to get money for drinking or whatever. Right. And then collectors turn it over for 10 times more years down the road. Um, you know, yeah, Rick Flair working behind the, uh, the, the deli, the meat counter in a, in a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see it. Uh, you know, and, and you know the uh, the man is um, on the, the the way the scale and stuff, cutting it extra thick to get the uh... woo 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 every slice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let 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 let's let, before we get into some of his other shenanigans, we we have to talk about this, and the reason why we're talking about Ric Flair now. Is that he is scheduled um, within what is it about a week and a half? It's right around SummerSlam. It's at on the thirty uh, first. Yeah, um, down in Nashville. It's whatever the last day of the uh, month is. Yeah, yeah. So July, yeah, July thirty first. Um, he is scheduled down in Nashville at the Nashville Fairgrounds, which it crossed my mind to go, but I'll be out of town um, to wrestle his final match. Um. Yeah, and oh, it with broken foot and a bad heart. Always, <laughs> he hurt his foot while training for uh, this match. Jesus. Um. So. So it's been speculated that it's a going to be it's a six man tag from what I gather. Um. It'll be. Too well, I thought that I thought that too, but I'm I looked up a recent article. Well, maybe it's not a six man. Maybe it wasn't a recent article. Um, hmm. and Tim and son-in-law, uh, uh, Andrade. I don't know how you pronounce that name. Andrade El Idolo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not a six man. I'm sorry. Um, it's just a regular tag. I was looking at a different match and. Uh, yeah, no, so yeah. And do they have opponents yet, though? I don't they know. They do. Don't know. It's, um, hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Um, Ric Flair. Last I think match. he should do this right and wrestle in a, in a, what's that War Games arena that AEW just had where it's the two rings with the steel cage? Blood and Guts. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or barbed wire. He should definitely be doing a barbed wire match for his last match. Yeah, uh, yeah, exploding like a death match. <laughs> they should, and then they can do cremation at the same time. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd read it on different things that it could possibly be a six man, but that's that's probably not the case. I I, I thought that I thought I originally heard that too that it was supposed to be just a tag match. Um. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. There's a I don't know. The cool thing is with uh, the whole show, though, they've actually put together an interesting card uh, based on, um, you know, some of the other people that, you know, he's done some stuff with in his career. So you've got like Ricky Morton and his son um, with uh, Robert Gibson in, on in the oh, corner. Wait, 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 so you got... you were, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. We were, I just remembered. It's uh, I don't remember who the, the young man uh, opponent is, but the old man opponent 
is uh, Jay Jarrett. Yeah, it's Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. That's it. Oh, Jeff's actually right. Okay, is he? Yeah. Wow. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal versus Ric Flair and Andre El Idolo. Okay, which is crazy because Jeff Jarrett's supposed to appear at SummerSlam. So, seriously, yeah, double, double J can be everywhere. That's right, making them making them bucks. Yep. Um. So, let's run through that because I, it's the first time I've actually looked at this. So, the the card's actually cool. So, you've got the uh, the Rock and Roll Express connection there, um, versus Brian Pillman Jr. and then Arn Anderson's son Brock. Arn's in the corner. Um, you've got the Wolves versus the Motor City Machine Guns, Ray Phoenix and Taurus, uh, Laredo Kid and Bandito, um, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Batu. You've got uh, Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, and Rachel Ellering in a three uh, three way match. Um, Killer Cross and Harry Smith, which Harry Smith is British Bulldogs kid. Um, Clark Connors and Ren Morita from New Japan. And then the, I really like this one. You've got the Briscoes versus the Von Ericks. So you get two of the Von Eric kids in this one, which is again, I just like most of these matches have some connection to Flair, which is right. awesome. Uh, again, I think it'd be we'd be remiss to say here, not mentioning Von Eric's with Ric Flair because there was a lot of work there too. So, but what do you think about Flair getting in the ring one last time, fifteen almost fifteen years after he retired the first time? <laughs> um, the Obviously, they're going to protect the hell out of them. Um, I'd be surprised if there's not some kind of shenanigans and somehow, like, they just gets tagged in for, like, to make the to make the pin or something like that. Or I, I don't know, man. I just can't see. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess I have to be wrong because you you're gonna have a lot of people pissed off and throwing shit in the ring if. If it's not, you know, if he doesn't get in the ring, and that's what they paid for. But, yeah, I mentioned yeah. earlier when I mentioned a wrestler, but uh, we're gonna see a heart attack in the ring. It's gonna end with just people staring over his body. It could that listen, uh, not to be morbid, but that's very possible too. He's not. It's not like he's in great shape. Maybe Randy the Ram. Oh, yeah. Right, he's in pretty good That's shape a, for a seventy-year-old, but not like a seventy-year-old who's going to wrestle. Right, it'd be cool right. if he wrestled Terry Funk. I want to see him and Terry Funk in the ring. I think see Terry that? Funk's still table. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. dude, I would definitely that I would, I would be on board with. I'd like if well, I'm, and what's unfortunate is, and I never would have thought this because I thought Funk was to me always in better shape, even with all the crap that he went through. <laughs> And Flair, but Funk is years older than Rick Flair. Yeah, he is not in good health at all. I don't know if you saw some of the stuff with him and Mick Foley, just some of the posts on Twitter and whatnot. But my goodness, it's it's not good. That man, I, it's amazing he's still hanging in there. Wrestlers, wrestlers from that area don't usually make it to seventy-eight. So uh, the fact that he's still around is uh, good on him. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, and the crazy thing was. Think about the stuff that he was doing in ECW in his fifties. You know, um, you know, we're we're sitting here. I'm sitting here, dog, and Ric Flair winning the Rumble at almost forty three back thirty years ago. But Funk, you know, <laughs> sitting there doing barbed wire matches with Sabu at like fifty three. <laughs> right. No, you're right. You're right. And yeah, I mean, uh, Funk. What kills me is that I feel like 
Terry Funk, guys like Terry Funk should be more well known. You know, they should be just as as notable as a Ric Flair, just based on the sheer amount of of work that they did, the type of work that they did, the volume. You know, just their 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 match volume. Like well, everybody knows Terry Funk. You just you just can't call him by name. You have to say Terry Funk's that guy that got beat up by uh, the Chippendale guy in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you right. know, right. casual wrestling fans, casual casual wrestling fans know who Ric Flair is. They know who Hogan is, and I just think it's a shame that 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 Terry Funk's not in that same. Not mentioned in the that same breath, you know what I mean? No, you're yeah, dude. I completely agree. I've I've always been a huge Terry Funk fan. Yeah. I think what was crazy and what kind of and to me, I, I think this was a kick in the teeth. Uh, although I love I love to see it, but like whenever Attitude Era he shows up as Chainsaw Charlie. I mean, come on, it's Terry Funk yeah. with a pantyhose sock over his head. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> well, it was Chainsaw Charlie, and what was? Uh... Was that when that was just when when Mick was being Cactus Jack, right? Or was or was Mick doing? Yeah, a, he was he was Cactus Jack at the time. Okay, because yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember if they had him playing some stupid ass role too. Yeah, and I just I, it sucks because it's like I I, I knew they were goofing basically because I know Jim Ross even I believe said Funk's name on broadcast, but um. You know, fully they got they let him get away with murder on as far as like character development because he went back and forth with all that stuff, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, can you just let the man be Terry Funk? Yeah, I mean, you don't need the chainsaw. Like, <laughs> and um, well, how about uh, how about AEW? They pulled they pulled out the the chainsaw from under the ring. Was that a subtle yeah. nod to Chainsaw Charlie? Could have been. Could have been. Yeah, see that. So, uh, all right. So, speaking of chainsaws and uh, Ric Flair here, <laughs> what do they do is autopsy. Where, uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> this might be worse than than anything we've said about Johnny Bench. Uh, I don't know. Johnny Bench didn't never ask for anything ever. That's true. Uh, Ric Flair, I don't know. Not that he asked for anything from us, but you know, he lived. I, I'm pretty certain he lived a different life than Johnny Bench. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't think he was quite. I think Johnny Bench is probably an angel compared to uh, one Mister Ric Flair. I don't know Johnny Bench back in his day touring too. The same thing. I'm so glad that your fucking audio was so garbled there that we could barely make out what you're saying because I know it was bad. <sighs> my if there was going to be an episode for Rich to have. <laughs> if there was ever an episode for Richie to have shitty audio, I think this is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good because um, I think I recorded about a year's worth of episodes with crap audio, so it's all good, Rich. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, he's, it's close, though. I mean, it's more south than you are. <laughs> Um, there's some really interesting things about Flair that we haven't talked about, and um, because we're at, and I think this was funny because Richie mentioned about the uh, Terry Funk and Roadhouse thing, so that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this. Um, I don't know that 
I thought this was pretty interesting. I didn't know this. I was just kind of looking at some other like other things he was involved with. To me, this is the coolest, especially as like a video game nut. Um, in 2009, Flair voiced Commander Douglas Hilt in the video game Command and Conquer Red Alert 3. I had no idea that he ever did video game voiceovers. And the fact that he was in a CNC game is pretty damn awesome. <laughs> oh, he, he did. I thought he did the whole full motion video for it because I remember seeing that. I, see, I don't remember that. I don't remember ever hearing about any of that. So this that's news to me, man. Yeah, he did the full yes, full motion he, video. Did a voice, it was just him. If he just came out and said woo a couple times, then that. No, I'm fairly certain, like, because I've seen the videos of him in the in the uniform. You can find him on YouTube. Did he play a Russian? That would be cool. I I think he was. If I remember, I was, uniform, he was in red. Let me see. <laughs> woo ski. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, um, did you guys? Did you either? You, uh, Bob, I'm sure you have. Richie, I don't know. Um, did you guys see the thirty for thirty about him? I did not know. Uh, Bob, did you ever see the thirty for thirty about Ric Flair? I did not. I did not. I um, I, I was a sucker for those thirty for thirty things. Not that I've seen every single one, but I, you know, being a big sports nut, but they did a they did one on him, and that's really good. Um. That's um, certainly something to uh, to check out if uh, you can find it somewhere on YouTube or if you've got ESPN app or whatever. But that's that's worth your time. That's a good one. Um, came out about five years ago or so. I know, I know. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. Let me let me kill my volume a little bit. So we're gonna try we're something gonna... new here and see if we can bust up more audio. Make something work I, correctly. I still rather watch a Ric Flair sex tape than the Hulk Hogan sex tape, though. Jesus Christ! Did that come out clear? Did you hear that? Should I repeat it? Oh, it came. It came in clear, and I'll allow it. <laughs> well, what do we have here? Looks to me like a train. You could use a few pointers. I'm Commander Hill, and I'm going to teach you all about defeat. You've got a few good moves for a little whelp. I'll give you that. <laughs> Sorry, sweetheart. When this is over, I'm taking this oil straight back to the land of the free. I knew you were all going to have to gang up. <laughs> I wrote the book on tank tags, boy. Pay attention. You're about to learn what it takes to be a real commander. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. One day you might actually make something of yourself. <laughs> What's the matter there, son? A little too much pressure at the starting gate? <laughs> you cocky little bastard. Your lack of respect <laughs> is a disgrace to that uniform. <laughs> I hope you've been treating your veteran units right because they have all you've got on this one. I know mine are the best of the best. Wipe that smirk off your face, Private. This isn't over. See all those red barrels Sorry. everywhere? They're filled with candy. Go ahead and break him open. <laughs> okay, so maybe I lied about the barrels. You win. <laughs> so you're back for some more schooling. I already got you flanked on both sides, son. Now I'm going to squeeze you like a grape. <laughs> I can't believe you slipped out of that. War is not about who's right. It's about who's still standing. How about we do this again in a map where I can use more tanks? 
<laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Apparently you need another whooping. This time from all three allied commanders. Well, I gotta hand it to you, son. You've proven yourself to me today. What the hell is that? <laughs> that was, that was, <laughs> so apparently the last couple are just Ric Flair. I'm Louise Griffith. Apparently they paid him now. Wow, he actually did a woo. So we got a woo. But that was awesome. The, the last couple, so since, you know, this isn't video for everybody listening, the last couple are just Ric Flair bobbing his head and smiling like he had a stroke. Like, what the fuck was that? I'll do your video game, um, but I need three cases of cheap beer. Yes. <laughs> that is. <laughs> no, that was that was the voiceover. Because did you see the one part where he started the fuck up and they just uh, obviously like, like did the voiceover over it? Yeah, they just yeah, they, like yeah, it, it was uh, the lips are moving, but you know nothing was coming out, and then yeah. <laughs> And then Poochie went back to his home play. <laughs> no, I, dude, I've never seen that before. I, that's awesome. Um, never heard of that. That's, but here's a crazy thing. So I, you know, digging into it further. So he does those voiceovers back, you know, uh, several years ago. <laughs> the man makes his feature film film debut in 2015, and you guessed it, Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> I I did not know that. I honestly I thought he was gonna he was like I I don't think I saw Expendables three, but I figured it would have been one of the Expendables movies. Yeah, I, he's not in those. I don't gather. I mean, he he gets Magic Mike, and that makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, yeah, he's flinging his dick around. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, but he does come up um back a few years ago. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the song Ric Flair Drip. No, no, tell me you're not, Richie. You don't work Flair Drip, you know. If it wasn't one of the WWF albums, I probably didn't hear it. And when I say, WWF oh man, albums, I... I mean like the, the 80s one from like the uh, Pile Driver was the second one. The first was just the rest, of yeah. Album. He's in the music video, that. it's it's by a rapper named Offset, and uh, Rick Flair shows up in the music video, and um, yeah, is he surrounded by horse? Ric Flair drip sounds like gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah. It does. Like, he's old and has those prostate issues now, so he thinks he's done peeing. There's a little bit of drip at the end there. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's any other way, there's any way that that could go, and I just, nothing about Ric Flair drip sounds like <laughs> it would be something I would want to have. I, I'm just shocked that neither of you guys have heard that. Maybe, maybe, uh, huh. Apparently Maybe he's I'm more. Too. Yeah, you know, look, and, Bob, Bob, and I went back and forth on this because we talked some stuff on Bad Bunny a while ago, and then realized that the guy was actually pretty good in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly, actually, very good in the ring. So, which which brings us to um, the newest WWE superstar, Logan Paul. You know, it's another one I don't like, but not. Terrible or in the Jake ring. Paul. Wait, is it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? No, I think it's Logan Paul. Although I don't, I don't know. Yeah, aren't they the same person? I, as far as I care, they are. I don't know. I don't know these internet celebs. Yeah. Um, but I, I, 
I don't know. Uh, to me, Bad Bunny is kind of the same, although I know he's famous for music in another country. Uh, he's famous right? here. I know he's famous here, but he's not like like famous, famous, right? I don't know, man. When I was when I was I working know. at Polo, like back in back before I started the, the department, there were people there that were all excited about going to a Bad Bunny concert back in like 2017, 2018. So I don't know, dude. He's apparently pretty big in America. Oh well, it's, well, that's. I know why. Oh, that makes sense. That's why he was big down there. It's because he's from Puerto Rico. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, yeah. He he raps in Spanish. So yeah. Now well, that makes sense as to why it's okay. I was gonna say like I, I just didn't think like overall. But I'm I'm not really with it though. So I just thought the WWE was bringing in like somebody to try to get over, and uh, you know, turned out the guy was a decent wrestler. So. I mean, look, you're you're more with it than we than me and Richie are. We never heard of uh, the gonorrhea song, aka Ric Flair drip. You know, it's funny. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I believe it was nineteen. Had to be right before the COVID stuff. Um, I was at a uh, bar in Normal, Illinois, and there was a, they had a craft list, and one of the beers was called Ric Flair drip. Um, I'm yeah. not drinking it. I'm not drinking uh, it. Because so, like, like Richie said, it's either it's either prostate induced piss leakage or it's gonorrhea. I um, I'm looking it up. I'm pretty certain I ordered it. I did. Um, that one was by oh, it's funny. That was actually by Burr Oak, uh, which is a brewery in Missouri, um, and I liked it. So, so uh, for for terms of what that was, the funny thing is, only sixty three people ever checked that in. Really? So I, I really wonder if that was actually a different beer that they just put on there because they thought it was going to be famous. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe that might be 63 women that he paid to have sex with and they were on the wrong rating system. That's a good point. Um, so we haven't talked about that. So he's, uh, other than the fact that he was married five times, but um Look. Two, two really young women, considering his age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man got around, um, and I and I've heard in documentaries. I always say like it's you know you you guys have heard this stuff before. They always talk about Magic Johnson slept with twenty thousand women or whatever. That actually might be true with Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. I you know what? I wouldn't doubt any number you told me about Ric Flair and and how many women he slept with. I wouldn't doubt at all. Him and Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, you know, what's funny thing is there's um, and I can't remember where I first heard this, but I've heard this a couple different times. Um, with Flair, uh, was that one of his things that he loved to do was go out and uh, obviously drink, um, but he would always try to stay enough, you know, with it because one of his things that he loved was watching everyone else get drunk, and so like he they would go to the bar and get like, you know, he'd get a drink for him and whoever he was with. And then he would take his drink and dump it into a plant. And so everyone else is getting completely sloshed and he's still with it. So I think some of the stuff with the drinking stuff with him is probably true. But I, I, I love this, that story because that tells me that he just loved company right. from whoever. Um, and then obviously to me, probably wanted to stay with it enough so he could get his jollies off. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> not get a case of whiskey of whiskey Rick Flair. That's right. Whiskey. We'll call it whiskey Rick. Yeah. <laughs> and also, so he could pick the drunkest one, and you know. I don't know. It's interesting though that he still to this day, age seventy three, still finds some weird way to be kind of in the headlines. Gets in a match on a SummerSlam weekend, not at SummerSlam, obviously, but there's enough wrestling fans down there that that's going to be a. I don't know, I think that's going to be a fun time. And where is SummerSlam this year? N- Nashville. Oh, wait. When is SummerSlam? It's the last weekend of July. I, I oh, almost, that's, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, okay. I almost uh, was had tickets for it, but we uh, decided to hit the beach instead. So, well, the reason I was asking is my is my dad's taking Peyton to uh, to Tennessee this coming weekend. Really? Yeah. And so I'm like, wait a second, is he going to be in Tennessee SummerSlam weekend, and all this stuff's going to be going on? Like, he's going to have a miserable time. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to Nashville. Yeah, oh, I don't know. If you've never been, man, Nashville's Nashville's awesome. So we'll have where, to uh um they're going I think they're going to Dollywood too. I don't know where Dollywood is. Oh, that's over okay, that's over in uh, Gatlinburg or something. Okay, that's where they're going. They're going to Gatlinburg. Yeah, that's uh that's okay, so that's closer to Knoxville. Um, okay. It's uh like mm, three hours or so from Nashville. Okay. Roughly. Yeah. Nashville's like two hours from me, so all right, so they'll um, be far enough away from the festivities. But, it, you know, regardless of the whole country shtick that Nashville gets, I'm telling you guys, like, that's a fun city. So um, if you ever get the chance, definitely do it. All right, I'll have to let them know. But um, I don't know. Anyone else got any last closing thoughts on uh, Ric Flair here? Richie, you got any closing thoughts on Ric Flair? He's old. <laughs> this is a bad idea. It's at least, at least it's definitely a bad idea. It's absolutely a bad idea. Okay, in your minds, because I'm curious, what is the best case scenario that comes out of this match? Best best case scenario is that Ric Flair doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. That's that's honestly the best case scenario because if it's not going to be a good match. He's not capable of putting on a good match. He's not capable of really taking any bumps at this point, I can't imagine. So, to me, Ric Flair living is the best case scenario out of this match. <laughs> I mean, El Idolo is good. Don't get me wrong. I, You know, he's good in the ring, but this isn't the Andrade El Idolo match. This is the Ric Flair retirement match. And... They're gonna have to, and and Jeff Jarrett does nothing for me, you know. Jay Lethal I like, but you know you could have had a Jay Lethal versus Andre El Idolo match, and and have them be the managers, you know, have Flair and and Jarrett be the managers or something. You didn't need to do. There's no reason to put Ric Flair in the ring right now. Yeah. Uh... Uh, look, I, I, I'm torn on the this for two things, like completely different reasons. One, I think the man should have been done with Shawn Michaels. That's where he stopped, and that's it. However, the you know 
other side of me says, man, I love seeing these old guys get in the ring. Um, not that I'm going to actually watch this, yeah. but I guess because it's like these were guys that were in the ring when we were kids. Um, and I think it's fun, but then every time I turn around and watch, like, I don't know, um, like watch the, the, that disaster, that Kane undertaker, Sean triple H match from a few years ago. Oh God. Like anything with Goldberg's returns the last couple of times. Oh, exa- yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg, Goldberg is pretty awful and he, anyway. And he's not seven three. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, you know, I mean, that's no, the, I was never... no read up this, so there's no story that he's like that. There's a payoff for it's just we're gonna watch an insanely old man get into the ring one more time because he wants to. He wasn't super athletic to begin with, so. He'll be able to do his own. Oh, gonna we'll see. We'll see a nut shot. We'll see him back away and uh, uh, you know, don't hit me. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see him strike. And then of course we'll do yeah. the slaps a little bit. But then we're also going to see right. uh, old man Titty because he's going to wrestle without a shirt on, and we don't want to see that because they're like whatever was tight there isn't tight anymore. Uh, yeah, he's going to be wearing his his It's just. I don't know if he need, if he needs the money. Let's just do it on me. People will give him money. People yeah. give Virgil money. That's true. I'll throw him five bucks. You know, like I don't know, dude. I, I just there's just so much that can go wrong, and just not there's no there's no upside to this for me. It, here's the it thing: it can't be about the money. His 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 son-in-law and his. Uh, Daughter both have to be worth money, or they can't have spent all their money yet. So he could be taken care of. He should just retire. Go take care of the. Yeah. What did he get? What's did he? He tried to sue. Did he sue the WWE too, or did he just sue? It wasn't Sasha Banks. It Becky Lynch. Only tried to call herself. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch. Yeah. I don't know if he sued WWE and her, or just her, or just <laughs> WWE. Yeah. But. Um. You know, I, I think we'd be remiss in saying this, though. Uh, you know, we, we're we're dog we're dogging Ric Flair at, at age seventy three, right? <laughs> how old? Yes. How old were May Young and Fabulous Moolah when they were still in the ring doing stuff? They shouldn't have but, been in the fucking ring either. I know, but, but it's it's funny it though. But it wasn't serious though. They were always used for comedy when they were old. Right. Engaged, and I think that opens us yeah. up for another episode. Is this cool yeah. because it's comedy, or is this bad because it's Ric Flair's last match? Obviously, we all are agreement that this is not comedy. This is whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, no, and I think that, I just think that, I think it's I think it's something interesting to bring up. So I don't know. I I love Ric Flair. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and patronize the guy romanticize his career uh based on anything that you know uh his womanizing or whatever um you know in ring uh you know one of the all-time best but uh i don't think he needs to be doing this either um yeah. you know uh just uh that's it um i don't know the best, the best case scenario is a match that nobody's going to remember it's just going to be Including uh, him, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That's that's a good point. <laughs> to be real, man. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I mean, I'm being a dick, but I'm not trying to be. It's just the, the reality of the situation is 
how much of the shit is he gonna be, is he gonna remember at this point? I don't he know. Takes one bad shot to the head. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I got man. a concussion getting into my car. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, definitely interesting, though. It's cool to see the card kind of wrapped around him being uh, basically people or, or the, the sons of people um, that he was involved with throughout his whole career. It's kind of cool. Or the daughters of uh, Rachel yeah. Ellering being uh, Paul Ellering's daughter. Um, you know, it's just cool. Um, so you do have a nice card wrapped around it. Um, I hate to say this. I don't even be in his last match for me because I don't know what we're going to get out of that. I don't think it warrants my money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so sorry, Rick. Yeah, I'll, fi- I'll find that about you on the dirt sheets afterwards. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully he's not in the dirt. That's right. <laughs> um, hey, just a little quick recap though. Did we uh, have, have either of you been able to make contact with that dude about the Chupacabra book? Um, I never tried. Uh, not yet. Because I forgot. <laughs> well, we will. We need to. We need to get on that because we've got, uh, you know, always be chupacabra. dot com and chupacabra. I've got, I've got, I've got, how good? How good is the connection? Do I have a good connection? Yeah. Because because I I have Johnny Bench over here on the line. No, no, it's. <laughs> so. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think that's where we should end this one. Um, but uh, yeah, until next time, check out chupacabrafordicks.com, always be chupacabra.com, um, bigbeefyshootyboys.com, doublewidecoffin.com, noisebrigadepod.com, harleyquinnsmithatemyballs.com, <laughs> and um, anything else? Uh, last, words from, uh, last words from Mr. Bench? That nurse. No. Hit, no. hit end now. Hit end now. <laughs> Cut off Johnny Bench. <laughs> <laughs>